Yes, I am back at it again, and my hair is short <laughs> once again as well. Hello there, I'm Rafael DiFuria, back at it again on another Friday night for another episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter. And if you are listening to the audio-only version of this and don't understand Italian, I do recommend that you come over to the YouTube channel where you will be able to find some subtitles for the parts of this video that are in Italian. This video is a response to a video response of one of my videos uh, from Sonia Candy. Uh, she is an Italian YouTuber and uh, actually I've been aware of her for some time, but we've never spoken before. And the way I found out about this all was I logged on to my Instagram. I opened it up. I saw that I was uh, tagged in a story post. And I was, What's going on? Who's, who's tagging me in a story? And I saw that somebody had reacted to one of my videos on YouTube and my very first gut reaction was like, oh, come on, at least contact me first. Like, come on. Like, then I watched the video and, you know, I have to say, Sonia, you did a great job. I, I was there laughing and enjoying this piece of content. Uh, you really did a great job. And I appreciate that you took the time to have a conversation about this because it's not just about one person's perspective. Like I've said in plenty of episodes of Not Your Average Globetrotter, that my opinion is not the end-all be-all definition of how things are. This is my experience and what I've seen. And yeah, in different parts of the country, in different places, people will have different experiences. People just in general have different experiences anyway. So I love that she had something to say about what I had to say and had some fun with it as well and created this, this good feeling, this good vibe. And the funny thing is, when I started with Not Your Average Globetrotter, I, one of the promises that I made myself about the type of content that I would never create was reaction content, a reaction video on YouTube. I never, I generally speaking, I'm really not into reaction videos, but this one I do think brings up an interesting conversation. So here I am breaking my own rules. <laughs> All right, so let's see what Sonia's got to say. Hello, everyone! Questo video è un po' improvvisato, nel senso, io stavo guardando un video di questo youtuber che ha anche un podcast, si chiama Rafael Di Furia, e lui è americano di origini italiane che vive in Italia da un po' di anni. Nei primi 5 minuti di questo video mi sono ritrovata a sorridere, quindi ho stoppato, ho preso la videocamera e ce lo guardiamo insieme. È un po' lungo, quindi farò una cernita. Praticamente in questo video, che si chiama What I Hate About Italy, well, sort of, che si traduce con le cose che odio dell'Italia beh diciamo parla di alcuni piccoli shock culturali che lui da americano ha provato quando si è trasferito in Italia iniziamo dai che già è lungo ah un attimo un attimo prima di iniziare c'è da dire che lui di solito dice cose molto belle dell'Italia e anche qui all'inizio del video dice ragazzi io parlo sempre bene dell'Italia oggi voglio parlare di alcune cose di cui non sono proprio un grande fan iniziamo And I also do want to clarify as well. She clarified. And Sonia, I really do appreciate that because there were so many people that totally misunderstood what that video was about and like the intention of it. There was even one person who I think commented, I don't understand any of this video, but I'm here to represent Italy. I, the thing is, I actually love Italy. I love this country. There are things that frustrate me, but that goes for any country that I've lived in. There are plenty of places where nothing is perfect. Italy is great. I wouldn't call it perfect, but it's in that direction. <laughs> 
so like in that video that I uploaded a few weeks ago about some of those little things that just kind of get to you sometimes, uh, these are some of the little things that sometimes get to me, but I have very much gotten to the point where I can laugh about these things. And that's, again, I laugh about these things now. These are not things that I hate about Italy. I really want to try to drive that home because so many people misunderstood the points that I was trying to make. Oh, this American, he's coming here and complaining. <laughs> Sometimes people take things way too seriously, and I really am shocked by that. In Italy, I have an impossible time to try to find clothing, clothing that fits me. Because sometimes I'll find something that's just right for my arms, but like the torso will come up to here, like in the bottom of the shirts up here. So like nothing is covered. And the, or there will be times when the shoulders are just right, but then the sleeves come to here. I've had this so many times. And shoes. That's another one. I am a size 11 and a half. This is normal-ish in America. So this is not too far off from average. This is not like a huge size that hard to find. Depending on the company, it could be 45, 46. One time I had 44. When I go for shoes or when I go for clothes or whatever, I just get looks from the employees like, oh no, it's gone. What's wrong with you, you freak of nature? Just, <laughs> just that utter shock and horror. It and happens. there are times when, like, because sometimes Italian doors are short, really short, really, really short. I've hit my head a few times through the door. Allora, fatemi un attimino vedere quant'è six foot. Da una parte questa cosa mi fa sorridere perché un po' è vero In generale gli italiani sono un po' più bassi rispetto agli americani 185 centimetri, 185, 186 è più alto della media italiana però non è gigante Quindi mi sorprende un po' pensare che non riesca a trovare i vestiti Cioè io ho degli amici che sono così alti Forse è anche un po' la corporatura, non lo so E anche il numero di scarpe yeah, you know, so I do want to clarify that because some people understood that just because I'm 6'1 or just because I'm four, whatever that I can't find it's it's not just simply that I'm my height. It's also the build from what I've noticed. Italian guys just seem to have, generally speaking, a very different build than what I've got and not necessarily talking about fat or skinny, but like a little bit more of a slim build. I've got broad shoulders. I'm a big dude. and. There are times when, I, and most of the time, I have a very difficult time finding things that will fit my shoulders. If it fits my shoulders, then it's like a dress on my waist. Like, it just, it's, it doesn't work. Um, and then the other problem, like I was saying, about I often will find shirts that have very, very short sleeves. And that's sometimes actually why you see me rolling up my sleeves anyway. I mean, I would roll them up to begin with, but there are times that I find shirts that fit quite well but the length of the sleeves are way too short so i do have some shirts that i have bought here in italy that everything fits pretty okay but one part doesn't fit great so like, it's just part of my experience of what i found here i've noticed though in other parts of the world like north america northern europe that i have a much easier time but for whatever reason in italy i just have a very difficult time to find clothing Però 45 è un bel piede, ma non è un piede, cioè 47 un pochino, mi, mi penserei tipo, ma dove va a prenderlo un 47? Ma un 45! Yeah, I, I, I also find this surprising. I can't tell you how many times I have gone shopping and I'll say, hey, I'm 45, 46, and they're like, 
oh, no, 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 we don't do that here. No, no. (laughs) Or they might say to me like, oh, well, yeah, sorry, we don't carry so much of that size. It's a big size. It's not so normal. And it's shocking to me because I know other people who are 45s and they live in other parts of the countries, like especially in a big city. It's more easy to find, but in a lot of the places that I've been, even in big cities, I'll say, that I have had difficulties to find shoes that fit me. Like, even recently, like maybe a month or so ago, I needed to get some shoes. I still need to get some shoes, but I can't because nobody has shoes that are somewhat comfortable or decent looking that are in my size. Like, there are a few, like, pairs that I've found here where I live, but... Very few. Very, very few. Like, I have almost zero selection to choose from. And then another thing, something that is very much affecting me, even in this moment, especially in this moment. It's not quite wintertime yet, but from the end of September, it started getting a bit cool here. And so, it's already cold. Even in my apartment, it's a bit cool right now, which is why I'm wearing a long sleeve sweater. But this is definitely sweater weather outside and inside. <laughs> and more than likely from what I've heard, and a lot of Italian buildings do this, they don't turn on the shared heating systems until the middle of November. So, yeah, beginning of uh, October, got a little while before that happens. I've been thinking maybe get myself like a little space heater, just something, or like one of those coil oil heaters. Those are so great, but... And I did. (laughs) I was only able to make it a little while before getting to that point where I had to get a heater. I'm going to see how far I can stick it out. I've been very much getting my blankets and having some uh, burrito time. If you have never done burrito time, then you are lying. No, but seriously, though, like there were times I was like, you see that picture there? I was sitting at my desk working like that with my arms just kind of barely sticking out so they could get to my mouse and keyboard because it was freezing. Uh, But even if it weren't freezing, I'd still probably do it. Ain't nothing wrong with being comfy and cozy. There are a lot of dudes trying to front out here. like, Oh, I'm big, tough guy. Us big, tough guys got a soft spot, too. Ain't nothing wrong with some cuddly, cozy moments. And if you think there are, you need a hug. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the video. Ragazzi, allora, il riscaldamento non è che non sia buono, è che non lo lasciamo acceso yeah, no, così tanto, non è 24 ore su 24 come fanno in America, è anche più costoso. Nelle case americane fanno meno 14 gradi fuori, e ve lo dico per esperienza personale, e tu dentro hai le magliette a maniche corte e hai caldo. In Italia fanno 2 gradi fuori, ma dentro ghiacci, ghiacci! Allora è venuto il fratello di Brian dal Colorado, e in Colorado freddissimo, t- tanto freddo e lui non era preoccupato, io gli ho detto guarda stai venendo a febbraio, a Roma fa freddo portati un po' di roba pesante a un certo punto me lo ritrovo io stavo insegnando vado di là in salotto, lo guardo stava seduto sul divano col giacchetto che faceva <ride> I've done that I've definitely done that here in Italy oh I like she said 
The heating here, it's not that it's bad at this apartment that I'm in. It gets nice and toasty warm, but it's not on all the time. That's one of the big things. And especially as somebody who works from home, this can get in the way because there have been times where I've been working and I was shivering so much that I couldn't get the work done. I was so cold that I couldn't even focus on the work because I was just like thinking about, oh my gosh, I'm seeing my breath in front of my face. This can't be good. Um, but even like I was saying in the, the video earlier, within like a couple of weeks of making that video, it started getting so cold that I just couldn't get by. So I had to buy a heater, not only for while I was asleep, but for when I wake up. And that's the thing, like the heat, it's off for the night, for the majority of the night, the majority of the day, other than maybe like the morning, lunchtime, and then like the evening, then it will be on. But, oh, it can get bitter cold in the night if you don't have a uh, uh, a space heater. Like there's so many people think, oh, I'm going to Italy. I'm going to this wonderful, beautiful, warm country. It's wonderful and beautiful, but not all of it stays warm. In the summer, a lot of it gets really, really hot, but there are some parts of the country that get really, really cold. <laughs> oh, that poor guy. <laughs> yeah, this is also a little bit of Italian thing that I think is kind of funny. A lot of people in Italy dress for the season, not the weather. So even though it's cool now, I've seen people out in like full winter gear, <laughs> not like snow gear, but like big puffy jackets. That's the thing. When it starts getting cool in Italy, it is immediately puffy jacket season. Allora, è assolutamente vero, è vero. Noi in Italia facciamo molto caso a come ci vestiamo perché pensiamo che la nostra salute sia molto influenzata dal tempo, no? Se è umido, se tira vento, se fa freddo, se fa tanto caldo e poi fa freddo. Insomma, la temperatura ci influenza tantissimo, soprattutto la temperatura fredda e umida, la salute. E quindi, se tecnicamente adesso fa freddo, noi non vogliamo rischiare di ritrovarci fuori e avere freddo. Invece in I don't know about that. I don't know if that's such a fair statement because I do think that we do make a connection between weather and like health, like flu season, or if you're someplace drafty, maybe you might get a cold if you don't wrap up. But it feels to me more like based on what I've seen, and Italy's the only country where I've seen where it's like the the outfits almost seem to be dictated by the date. Like as soon as September came around, as soon as August was over, vacation time was over, even though it was still warm, I saw people already starting to dress in jackets, in sweaters. Even I did see one person break out a puffy jacket. I was shocked because it was still hot. And that's not just here where I live. Like I've seen that in other parts of the country as well. But I've seen so many people dressing for the time not necessarily the weather, but in other parts of the world, I've seen like, yeah, like when it's cold, that's the time to break out the things for the cold weather. And even today, I saw some guys walking around town who were wearing sports jackets. And I'm just like, that just, it's too hot for that. <laughs> like, again, dressing for the season, not necessarily the weather. <laughs> Salute. Oh, mi vesto a cipolla. Vestirsi a cipolla, cioè, è la, no, è I la agree chiave. With that. Layers are very important. Sometimes having to go to the post office. <laughs> and there's always a line, there's always a lot of people there. Of course, it depends on where you are, what post office you're going to. One of the things you have to know is that there are different numbers for different things. You could have, there's the, like, 
numbers with the smiley faces at the end or numbers that are just regular numbers. It just depends on what services you need. And there have been once or twice when I've gotten a number for the wrong services. And then I see my number come up on the board and then I get up to the teller and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, you have 390 smiley face, not 390 star. And I had already been waiting there for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Sometimes the waits at the, at the post office are really long because Italian post offices are not just post offices. Allora, qui io voglio reagire perché è vero che la posta italiana è stressante perché come dice lui non è solo posta. Ci prendi la pensione, ci paghi le bollette, fai mille cose. In America la posta è la posta. E le file d'attesa sono lunghissime. Poi soprattutto se vivi a Roma, eh, c'è una litigata ogni giorno alla posta. Ed è anche difficile, anche per me che sono italiana, visto che non sono troppo pratica, capire quale numeri prendere però mi sorprende poi lui non l'ha detto se l'hanno rimandato indietro o no faceva capire tipo ah, io ho aspettato per mezz'ora 40 minuti avevo il numeretto sbagliato in italia di solito anche quando questo accade le persone sono un po più flessibili almeno nella mia esperienza tipo metti che in america aspetti 40 minuti ma il numerino sbagliato secondo me L'americano è più rigido nel rimandarti indietro Tipo questo non è il tuo numero Torna indietro perché io questa cosa non te la posso fare Mentre nella mia esperienza gli italiani sono un po' più, più tipo mm, Questo non è il numero tuo Però vabbè te lo faccio Hai aspettato 40 minuti Non è che adesso te ne faccio aspettare altri 40 Quindi eh. sono curiosa di sapere Se poi hanno effettivamente effettuato il servizio O se l'hanno rimandato in fila Io non penso che l'abbiano rimandato in fila They definitely made me go back into the line They Definitely, I was there for another hour on top of that 30-40 minutes that I was there. It was a nightmare. It was horrible. But it's interesting that you were saying, Sonia, about how in your experience you feel as though Italians are more flexible. And I can say, coming from an American perspective, I've felt Italians almost to be a little bit more rigid in some situations. Maybe more in like official capacities like like when you're dealing with documents or at the post office or things like that people can be a little bit more human but i've seen other parts and aspects of italian life where people can be very very rigid and things have to be done this way because this is the right way this is the only way to do it whereas i i feel as though it's very much inherent to the american uh mindset that There's always the alternative, looking for the alternative, flexibility to have, like, let's do something a different way, to invent a new way. And I think that's something that, again, is, I, I feel as though maybe in certain situations, like, again, if we're talking about, like, if you're at a post office or if you're at doing something with documents, there they might be a bit more rigid. But I think, generally speaking, my experience and my opinion is that Americans have a little bit more of a tendency to be a little bit more flexible than maybe Italians. But again, it seems as though you have a different opinion and I'm not discounting that at all. I, I think that's fantastic that you've got that opinion and I'm not disagreeing with you because that's your lived experience. This is just my opinion based on mine. Something that also really gets to me sometimes is the hours of operation. This is probably the one thing that I find the most frustrating. And a I lot of stores do. and a lot of offices <laughs> will close for a few hours or at least a couple of hours in the afternoon. Right in between two and four when I'm like, ah, okay, yeah, now would be a perfect time to go. And then I realize, oh, wait, supermarkets closed. Mm -hmm. That can get annoying for sure. Or trying to go to an office during that time of day. It's just like, nope, no chance. Goodbye. Forget it. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> or living in a small town in Italy, if you live in a town or a small city that has public transportation, 
Not all areas will have buses on Sundays. Trains more than likely, yes, you should be fine, or there might be a slightly different schedule depending on the region. But like where I live now, there are absolutely zero buses on Sunday. And Sundays always happens to be the one day of the week where I'm like, yeah, I guess I could go to the mall there. There's something that I kind of need to pick up. It's not so common that that happens, but it's happened. And the thing is you have to start planning your life around these dates when things are closed. And also a lot of things in general are closed on Sundays or they have shorter hours on Sundays. And even I've noticed that because of this afternoon kind of break time and the times when I can go shopping, I've naturally started eating later, more or less at the time where people here actually eat like their dinners. A lot of people here don't have dinner till seven, eight, nine, roughly. Qui ha detto varie cose, tutte vere, è vero che in molti paesi, soprattutto paesini piccoli, perché a Roma quasi tutti i supermercati non chiudono per il pranzo, ce ne sono anche ormai tanti che sono aperti tutta la notte o che magari chiudono alle 10, quindi so che nelle grandi città è sicuramente una realtà diversa. Posso capire perché effettivamente è un pochino pesa, perché capita anche a me in realtà, come capita a lui, di avere proprio quelle due ore di buco dalle 2 alle 4 che voglio passare a prendere il dentifricio e non posso. Mi chiedo se sia fatto un po' per, per rispettare anche la salute mentale degli impiegati o magari solo per questioni economiche. Per esempio la cosa della domenica, molti negozi fanno la mezza giornata la domenica. Magari sono negozi a gestione familiare, vogliono avere parte della giornata per, per sé. Io non so se è una questione solo economica o anche di, di qualità della vita. So, this point... I'm also not a thousand percent sure, but what I have heard is that it is something that may stem from the Middle Ages. I don't know if that's true or not. It would make sense to me, um, but even there are some types of businesses, if I'm not mistaken, that actually do have limits on what hours they can be open and during what times, but it all depends on where you are. As far as I'm aware, it's nothing to do with mental health, um, but potentially it could have something to do with cost of operation. Like if you don't have to pay people for two hours a day, then maybe that's something there. But there are some businesses that would make up that two hours, like maybe they'll be closed for two hours in the afternoon, but maybe they might be open a couple hours later in the evening. But if you are in a small place, stores are just going to close early. I mean, even where I live, you would be hard pressed to find a place like a supermarket even that would stay open past like eight, eight thirty, like no, not going to happen. Um, Maybe if you go a little bit outside of the city, possibly, but even then, like a lot of places here close 6, 7 o'clock, 7.30, and even uh, two of the supermarkets in the city itself that I can think of off the top of my head, I know for a fact they close down for a couple hours in the afternoon, even like maybe a day or two a week. They might not be open depending on the what's going on during the year and holidays and stuff like that. I mean, even like during Ferragosto, like <laughs> there was one that was like completely shut down. But yeah, no, in Rome, like it definitely makes sense, or even in a larger city that you would have um, like supermarkets and stuff that would be open later and or even 24 hour places that as far as I'm aware, this is something that's still on the news side, but I could be wrong. Again, this is coming from my perspective of mostly having lived in smaller cities. Um, I have spent time in larger cities, but since I've lived here full time in Italy, I've made a choice actively to stay in smaller places. La cosa che mi ha sorpreso è, è quella de, dell'autobus, l'autobus che non passa di domenica. A Roma non è così, a Roma no. passano gli autobus di domenica. Però, 
da americano. Non ti puoi lamentare. Per... I can and I will. Don't tell me what I can and can't do. I am a liberated man and I do what I want and I want what I do. Simple as that. <laughs> no, but jokes aside, no. Um, it makes sense again, like big cities. I have had the experience though in, in some large cities like Milan that there might be for some lines a Sunday schedule where there will be reduced um, service. Or even, I forget if it happened in Alto Adige. I think there may have been a couple of lines that were not working on Sundays, but definitely reduced services. And then I know even for a lot of the country um, Sundays, even for some train lines, you'll have reduced services. Uh, but even then, like it depends on where you are. In a city, you're definitely, of course, going to have much more ability to get around easily if you're trying to get around with public transportation or even with taxis. In a smaller city like where I live, this just is a different situation. It's just a, it's a simple fact because it's not as necessary here. Per quanto i nostri mezzi di trasporto non siano assolutamente a livello di quelli di altre città, altri paesi, almeno ci sono, almeno c'è un autobus che puoi prendere in sicurezza anche. E un'ultima cosa, quando lui dice che... Um, just before she gets on to the next thing. No, look, I will definitely say like, it is fantastic. I am so grateful that there is the kind of public transportation that Italy has and the quality of it. Is it perfect? By no means. I've had plenty of times where I've experienced delays or cancellations. I remember one time uh, when I was living in Alto Adige, I was taking a train at like eight, seven in the morning. It must have been like seven in the morning. And I had to wait for the 7.30 train. It was below zero. It was way below zero. Freezing, freezing cold. And the train at like, I think it was at 7.30. It must have been like 7.30 was canceled. The train at 8.30 was canceled. I was out until like almost 10 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> freezing below zero weather, waiting for a train. Like, and even the first time I came to Rovigo, my train to get to even Bologna, I think, was like two hours late. And so I think in the end, I ended up with all of the delays and everything five hours later. I'm so grateful that the system is here. I do wish that there were certain things that, were, that worked a little bit better, but hey, I'll take it che visto che c'è questa struttura di visione della giornata in questi tempi lui ha iniziato anche a modificare le sue abitudini, l'orario in cui mangia secondo me in realtà questa è una cosa buona ma perché ti permette di integrarti davvero in un paese per esempio se tu mangi alle 6 se i tuoi amici ti, ti invitano fuori a cena alle 9, alle 9 e mezza ti perdi anche queste situazioni sociali no? Not che secondo me se, se vuoi integrarti in un paese è importante anche cercare, almeno provare no, look, I agree. I think that if you do go to a new country, regardless of what that country is, it's worth to try to adjust not just your schedule, but your lifestyle to try to see how the people live there. I mean, there are things that just make sense about eating your dinner late at night. Although I will admit, like, since lockdown, I naturally ended up starting to eat earlier again. And even when I was going out with friends to eat like 7, 8, 9.30 at night, I was never such a huge fan of it anyway because I would come home and I'd feel like so stuffed and full and just, I'd rather have a bit of time in between when I eat and when I go to sleep so that I don't feel just so heavy. Just, I, I'm not a fan of that. And even I remember when I was in Sicily, and I, I don't know if I've mentioned it in one of these episodes before, but I probably have. Um, but we went to dinner maybe 11 o'clock at night and we didn't finish until maybe 1, 1.30 in the morning. 
like I had to hit the hay after, but like I didn't feel like I could go to sleep on such a heavy stomach. And I know this is something that a lot of other people who are from the United States have gone through and have complained about, like have said to me like, oh my gosh, I can't do it when they eat so late. Don't get me wrong though. I think it's such a fun thing to go out, enjoy the evening, not care, and just have great food, not necessarily eating it so fast, but taking your time. But what I will say about that, if you are one of these people who does have the preference to eat earlier, then just eat a snack, like eat a snack at like six o'clock, eat a little something, have some fruit, and then like go out at nine o'clock, have dinner with your friends. Uh, and maybe have a slightly lighter dinner, but it's not like you miss out if you don't uh, partake in these sorts of things, if you're not there. I mean, okay, look, also this is one of the other things that this kind of, again, gets into part of the lifestyle in Italy where there are people who will go for the aperitivo and you have snacks. That's kind of like the automatic thing. Or you go for the aprecena and it's somewhere between an uh, an aperitivo and dinner at the same time because you have all these little snacks you can get and it's just all you can eat basically. And some people will do that as like a dinner, but then some people will do an, uh, an aperitivo and have a few little snacks there and then go out for dinner much later. So it makes sense. Like there is that something in between that can hold you through. The Italian evening out, in my experience with my Italian friends, is not just like we're going to dinner and meeting at the restaurant. First, we meet here, we do the drinks, we do the snacks, we do the thing. And then after that, then we go to dinner. So yeah, it's easier. You can get through until that later time of the evening. But if you're just sitting there waiting and then you're going out to dinner later on, that that ain't easy. <laughs> I will definitely admit that. I've tried and failed miserably. Di integrarsi agli orari, io per esempio quando vado in America, mangio alle 6, perché se esco con un amico, non posso chiedere all'amico di mangiare alle 9, perché è la cultura del paese, poi per carità, se è un amico con cui ho confidenza e che gli dico, oh, proprio la cosa più bella del mondo mangiare tardi la sera. It is not the best thing ever. <laughs> no, look, I get the perspective, but again, I just, I hate feeling full when I go to sleep. I mean, I going to sleep on an empty stomach is not a nice feeling at all, but, and I'd be grateful to have food in my belly when going to sleep. And I am, I'm so grateful, but having a dinner and then going to sleep so late, not my cup of tea. Okay, magari ci proviamo, lo convinco. Però andiamo avanti. Italian public transportation can really be great. Trains can be great, but when you're trying to go to a smaller town, sometimes it can be a headache. Or there are times when the connections between certain places make zero sense. From where I live to get to the Adriatic Sea by car, it would take you about 30 minutes. But by public transportation to get to the Adriatic Sea with everything, all the connections, whatever you have to make, from what I've been told, it probably would take about three hours. It's a very, very short distance. Anytime I ever talk to an Italian and they know that I'm Italian-American or they talk about Italian food and, oh, you Americans don't know anything about Italian food, whenever the subject comes up about Italian food in America, the one thing that Italians always, always say is like, Oh, you disgusting Americans, you always eat meatballs and spaghetti together. 
Abbiamo un attimo cambiato discorso Prima con la parte dei trasporti Sono d'accordo I trasporti italiani non sono i migliori ragazzi Ho vissuto due anni e mezzo in Giappone Però tu non sei giapponese Tu sei americano Yes, I would concur I, I, I can say That beyond a shadow of a doubt I am not Japanese Nor do I think I am turning Japanese I really think so By the way, if you didn't get that was definitely a song reference, so always hate when you have to explain a joke, but I feel like maybe it might be worth just, just putting that in there. <laughs> Spesso li diamo per scontati, e invece non sono proprio scontati. Hey, I realize in this country, most people that just don't do that have, though, heard that there is a town that this is actually supposedly done. I can almost understand, like, a meatball doesn't quite go with the spaghetti only because you could have like a ragu or a bolognese well bolognese doesn't go with spaghetti because this because the spaghetti isn't the right shape to hold on to the sauce that's also another thing it's like i understand there are certain sauces that go better with certain pastas but sometimes it's just like if your sauce doesn't stick you might have bigger problems than just the pasta and just the sauce. I stand I've by those words. I've never had a problem once of sauce not sticking to my pasta. Never. I don't know, maybe never. it's the way I cook it. But I've never had this problem once in my life. Never. But also on the subject of food, let's go over to coffee. Cappuccinos. Every tourist video that you will see on YouTube, even videos about living in Italy, whatever it may be, they'll say, oh, don't drink a cappuccino after lunchtime. And I have spoken to Italians, even I was just speaking to a family member who had coffee with an Italian this afternoon, who ordered a cappuccino at like four in the afternoon. <laughs> and they were speaking about it and this Italian said, what do you mean? I've never heard of this rule that you can't have cappuccino after in the afternoon. And I've spoken to others that are like, I do what I want when I want. Like, if you don't like that I'm having a cappuccino at four in the afternoon, that's your problem, not my problem. La parte della pasta con le polpette, io sono un po' come lui, nel senso non l'ho mai mangiata, io ormai non mangio carne da 16 anni, però anche prima non l'avevo mai mangiata. Un conto è il ragù, un conto è proprio la polpetta come nel film. Ho sentito anch'io che da qualche parte si fa, ma che le polpette di solito non sono così, non sono proprio le polpette al sugo, ma sono tipo delle micro polpettine. La cosa della pasta che deve prendere il sugo, cioè è vero Raffaele, è vero, perché non è che noi diciamo che il sugo proprio non attacca, cioè non è che il sugo scivola via dalla pasta Però ne resta di meno Cioè il ragù con gli spaghetti uh, I don't know if it sticks less I might disagree You know, Sonia, I'm gonna put this out there I think one day In person, we should try this out Put this to the test Because your opinion is that it sticks less My opinion is that it does not Make a difference What the shape of the pasta is okay maybe certain shapes that have like a lot of extra ridges or something maybe maybe those might hold a little bit more but come on like really maybe what we should do is get together in person cook a sauce we try it with the correct type of pasta that it goes with and then just some random incorrect pasta that it doesn't go with in quotes <laughs> and see which one does better we should talk about this. Let's, let's, let's chat on Instagram about this. Maybe one day we might need to make this happen. No, però gli spaghetti alle vongole, sì. Una cosa da italiani. Già che ne sei a conoscenza, mi stupisce. La cosa del It always surprises me when Italians are surprised 
that Italian Americans know something about Italian food. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we just kind of came out of thin air. <laughs> like, poof. There's these Italian American people. We have an origin. It just so happens to be this country. Just putting it out there. <laughs> cappuccino è vera. In ogni video dicono in Italia non prendete il cappuccino yeah. dopo mezzogiorno. E non è così. La cosa che non bisogna fare, secondo me, o che nessuno fa in Italia, è sorseggiare un cappuccino con il pasto. Cioè, questa cosa è proprio no, un teo. Quando sono in America e cucino per gli americani e magari faccio un piatto di pasta È capitato che spesso io metto l'acqua a tavola e loro magari dicono Io voglio un bicchiere di latte No, I don't understand the ability to just drink milk like that Especially with a meal just, Ok, questa cosa capita Il cappuccino non lo prendiamo con i pasti E magari non lo prenderemmo per chiudere un pasto Il caffè sì Però quando vado al bar come merenda Se voglio un cappuccino anch'io mi prendo un cappuccino Quindi sono d'accordo yeah. Fai come ti pare Entro questi limiti <laughs> I'll agree with you on that Well, Sonia, I've gotta say That was a lot of fun uh, I, Thank you for doing that response video And uh Hope you enjoy this response video to your response video. Really though, let's talk about making something happening one day. I think I think this could work out if we potentially do that sort of a spaghetti sauce, pasta sauce trial thing. Anyway, if you're watching this and you want to see a video like that, you want to see a collaboration between Sony and myself, let me know. Let us know down in the comment section below. Send us private messages. And of course, also a huge, huge thank you to the patrons who make content like this possible on a monthly basis. And also for those of you who've bought shirts, mugs, onesies, and more, or who've supported one time through a PayPal donation. Thank you also very, very much. And of course, also make sure that you are subscribed to this channel for more content like this about moving to Italy, living life abroad, living life in Italy, living life in Italy as an Italian dual citizen expat. And then also be sure to check out Sonia Candy. I will make sure that her information is down in the first comment below this video here on YouTube. I will make sure that is pinned. So anyway, thank you all so much for joining me again on another Friday night. Stay safe and healthy out there. I'm Rafael Di Furi, of course, as always, and I will see you all next time. Later.